Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. Hey guys, welcome to episode 99 of Intuitive Bites. Today I have a solo episode for you where I'm going to be sharing the three reasons you are struggling to embrace intuitive eating. Before we dive into this episode, I just want to let you guys know that you can still get my free Peace With Food video training over at the link in my bio on Instagram, which is at the intuitive underscore RD. And yeah, completely free resource, 45 minute video training to help you get started with finding peace with food. And when you get signed up for that, you're also going to get on my email list where I send out weekly advice right to your inbox um, to really help you and support you on your journey to finding food freedom. So with that said, let's go ahead and dive into um, my three reasons that you are struggling to embrace intuitive eating. This is something that I hear over and over again when I get on the call, uh, get on a phone call, a discovery call uh, with a potential client, whether they're going, they're thinking about going into my group program or my one-on-one coaching they very much often feel like they're kind of sitting on the fence. They're like, I can't go back to dieting. I I know that that doesn't work. I know that I'm just like, you know, gaining weight, losing weight, doing the whole whole yo-yoing thing. And also I don't know how to make peace with my body where it is now. I don't want to completely give up on this idea of losing weight because I don't feel like I can again, make peace and find acceptance where you they are right now, right? So this like kind of like back and forth is so, so common. Um, and I often find people um, that come to me, they're in this boat of kind of like one foot in, one foot out of intuitive eating, which is really hard because if you're one foot in, one foot out, you're probably very much stuck and you're probably still experiencing a lot of chaos with food because of that. And so you're probably thinking, oh yeah, no, this is why intuitive eating doesn't work. You know, I'm, I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to give myself permission. Um, and yet I'm still, be, you know, still in this chaotic place with food. And that's because there's still this hesitation. There's not really true, unconditional, no guilt, no shame permission, right? So there's all this nuance that really comes in when you're kind of one foot in, one foot out. So Let's talk about my my first reason you're struggling to embrace intuitive eating. And that is that you still believe getting smaller or losing weight is the way to get what you want, right? Essentially, you have all these things that you're tying to weight loss in a smaller body that really are valuable to you. Maybe it's your health, right? Maybe it's feeling more comfortable in your body. Maybe it's not thinking about your body and food all the time, right? You're assuming if you get there and you get to that smaller body place, you won't be struggling and you won't be thinking about food all the time. Um, You'll be healthier. You'll feel comfortable in your body. You won't have all these aches and pains. You'll feel safe, right? And maybe you'll feel more accepted. Um, You'll feel like you're going to be more successful and you're not going to struggle in all these different ways. 
really I've worked with so many clients too that have just like this fantasy of like who they're going to be like how their like core self is going to change if like you snapped your fingers right now and you were in that smaller body right like are you associating all these things about like who you'd be and who you want to be that is over there so I really want you guys to take some time to think about that question if you snapped your fingers right now and you're there, you're in that smaller body or your body looks different, however you believe it would be ideal, what is different about your life, your experience, how you feel? What is over there? Because that question is going to reveal a lot of information. And again, if we are putting all of our eggs for these things that we really care about in the basket of losing weight, it's not going to be like, it's nearly going to be impossible to put that desire for weight loss or put that pursuit of weight loss on the back burner, right? Because it feels like you're giving up all of these things that are genuinely important to you. So when you answer this question of like, what are you, what eggs are you putting in that basket, right? If it's your health, if it's not having all these aches and pains, if it's managing a chronic condition, if it is feeling more accepted, if it is not thinking about your body so much, ask yourself the question. And maybe, you know, this is where the support of, you know, a professional that can help you through this is, is really makes all the difference. Um, but really ask yourself the question, how can I start working towards achieving these things or serving these things, addressing these things? right now, today, in my current body? How can I take steps towards that, right? If it has to do with aches and pains in your body or managing a chronic condition, what can we add in from a self-care mindset that will support those goals, right? Maybe it does look like movement. Maybe it looks like first starting with healing your relationship to movement. If you've had a really messed up relationship to movement, that's probably created a lot of barriers to you actually engaging it in a way that serves you or even engaging in it at all. So step one would be, we've got to heal your relationship to movement and exercise. And then that's going to position us in a place where we can start getting you engaging in movement that serves you. Um, and that will affect that management of chronic conditions, or maybe that affects um, the aches and pains that you're experiencing. Okay, so this is what I want you to start thinking of. What are you tying to weight loss and how can we address those things more directly now? Um, I want to make a comment here to say that there's not, there, there certainly are things that we can't just address today, right? We can't change fat phobia. We can't change this, the weight stigma that exists in our culture. We certainly can try, right? I'm, I'm out here trying. Um, but we can't affect the opinions of all these medical professionals maybe that we're going to be coming into contact with. Um, it's, you know, so we, yeah, we live in a stigmatizing culture and that desire to want to be smaller, that desire to want to lose weight is actually a really normal side effect of living in this stigmatizing culture. So can you not beat yourself up and shame yourself and tell yourself you're not doing intuitive eating well enough when you have the thought that you want to lose weight? And instead, can you meet that desire with compassion? And then choose not to act from that place, get curious about those deeper things that maybe you are attaching to that weight loss that you can address right now or start to address right now. Okay, reason number two that you are, reason number two that you're struggling to embrace intuitive eating is you benefit 
from the structure and rigidity of dieting. You're getting that sense of control out of this rigidity that diets offer. And you like that, right? This is, again, something I hear over and over again as clients start working on intuitive eating and, and really, um, yeah, like working on this, this journey is they feel so uncomfortable. They're like, how do I measure my success? How do I know if I'm doing it right? And, you know, they also tend to bring this rigid mindset to things like the hunger and fullness scale, right? Like, am I eating exactly when I'm hungry? Am I stopping exactly when I'm full? And if I'm not, then I'm doing it wrong, right? Or I like messed up. And that is just not the case for so many reasons. Really, there's going to be this healing process that you have to go through that's going to look like you not honoring your cues all the time. And you need to go through that in order to get to that place where you really are attuned and you really are honoring your cues most of the time. Um, but... Yeah, think about how you might be bringing this rigid mindset to intuitive eating. And also, again, think about, tune into that compassion for that part of you that wants the structure and rigidity and wants that sense of control. You never had control, right? Uh, you didn't really have control, but you certainly felt like you did and you had something to fixate and focus on and feel like you were checking off a box and keeping yourself safe, right? It was mostly a facade, right? Um, but it still served you in that way. So we have to acknowledge that and understand that when we find ourselves with the temptation to go back to a diet, when we find ourselves working on intuitive eating, and then one day we wake up and we see ourselves in the mirror, or we see a picture or whatever, and we're like, nope, I can't do this anymore. I have to go back on a diet, right? That like intense draw back to a diet. There's so much information within that, right? Um, Diets really give us something to focus on that can distract us from deeper things that we're dealing with. Um, so yeah, get curious about that the next time you find yourself with that urge. The other thing I would recommend here is create a vision for where you want to get. And, and I say that hesitantly because there's no destination necessarily, right? This is so much a journey. You're always going to have food and body stuff popping up. Um, both because of the culture we live in and the fact that bodies are always going to change and also the fact that you have a history with food and body stuff, it's always going to pop up in some way, um, but it's going to pop up a lot less and be a lot easier for, for you to navigate. But with all that being said, what is your vision? What do you want your relationship to food and body to look like? And how will you know that you're there, right? Um, you can even frame that, this more in the way of like, what does health and wellness and well-being really mean to you? What would that look like if you were kind of in that place? By having this roadmap, this is going to be kind of your own personalized roadmap towards um, quote-unquote success, right? Again, I say that uh, lightly because we don't need to have this be a pass-fail, black and white, I'm failing or, or I'm succeeding. But having that vision to walk towards and move towards is going to help you in those moments where you're feeling totally lost out there because you don't have a scale to measure anything to know if you're doing it right. You don't have my fitness pal to tell you if you did good today or your step tracker or whatever, right? Um, so this is going to be helpful to come back to in those moments that you just want to kind of hold on to something. And it's going to keep you in check and keep you focused on the things that really are meaningful to you um, and are based in how you feel in your body. Okay, my third and final reason that you're struggling to embrace intuitive eating is that you don't trust your body. We have grown up 
in a culture that has really conditioned and brainwashed us to believe that our body can't be trusted, to believe that the answer to eating in a way that serves us or moving our bodies in a way that serves us is outside of us. It's on the diet plan. It's on my fitness pal. It's in the magazine, the book, the Instagram post, the influence, whatever, right? Like someone else knows what your body needs. And if you just followed your body's guidance and ate what sounded good and ate in accordance with your cues that you would just eat so much and you'd be so unhealthy and you would just like gain weight endlessly, right? Like this is the story that you have learned. And it's difficult because it has been reinforced because you've been on and off this diet cycle. Even if you haven't been on the rigid diets, you've been on a diet cycle with all this good, bad food mentality and I'm doing good, I'm doing bad, right? I'm, I really shouldn't eat all this food all the time, right? Like all of that is the diet mentality and the diet cycle. And by being on the diet cycle, you are primed to feel chaotic with food right? Like you're primed to try to be following the rules and then like find yourself flinging off the handle, off the wagon, whatever. And you assume that that off the wagon, like when you fall off the diet, that is your natural intuitive self. That is not your natural intuitive self. That is your body responding to the threat of dieting by trying to overcompensate, right? The same way that if you didn't sleep, you weren't allowing yourself to sleep, you were on a sleep diet, um, you would sleep for like 14 hours as soon as you could sleep, right? You would overcompensate. It probably wouldn't feel great. You'd probably wake up super groggy. The same way that if you didn't allow yourself to drink water for, I don't know, two days, um, you would guzzle water in a way that did not feel good and probably didn't serve your body very well. But it was necessary and an appropriate response to the restriction you were experiencing. And again, I want to be really clear here that even if you're eating enough calories, even if you're allowing yourself to eat the ice cream, if there's this restrictive mindset, this deprivation mindset, this mindset of I really shouldn't be or this is so bad or, you know, I really should only have this much ice cream. Even if you have more than what you're telling yourself you should have, if there's that perceived limit, that's all going to impact you the same way as if you were actually depriving yourself. Okay, so this is the problem. Diet culture has convinced you that you can't trust your body. And then the crazy diet cycle that you've been on has kind of reinforced it. And it kind of has convinced you that it's, yeah, it's true. Your body can't be trusted, but that is not the case. And the only way that you're going to figure that out for yourself is by putting both feet in on intuitive eating, getting out of that one foot in one foot out situation. We've got to have both feet in to really see the impact. Again, if we're stuck with one foot in, one foot out, we're still going to experience all the chaos, right? Because we're not really genuinely trusting. We're not really having that unconditional, no guilt, no shame permission. All right, guys. So I hope that what I have shared today has really resonated for you and you're um, maybe inspired to kind of address some of these sticking points for you that's that's keeping you a little bit stuck um, and keeping you from fully embracing intuitive eating. If you feel like you're ready to get 
really one-on-one -on -one guidance and support with this process. Um, I do have just a couple spots open right now in my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. I would love to chat with you um, and see if it's a good fit for you. The application is in the link in my bio on Instagram. Again, that's at the intuitive underscore RD, but also just feel free to send me a message on Instagram and let me know what you thought of this episode. Let me know any questions that you have about it. I would love to chat with you again. And um, yeah, and if you're also considering working with me one-on-one, -on -one, let me know that too. And we can kind of discuss further from there. All right, guys, that is all I have for you today. I hope you have a good rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon.